Danny, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you for joining us. We've just been out on the golf course doing some some YouTube videos, one for your channel on senior golfers, Pierce. Yeah. And then one Why do you for... look at me for then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah, you can definitely benefit from that. Yeah. And then we did a short game one, which is going to go on ours, which we're looking forward to, to releasing those. It's great, it's, it's great to actually get to meet you. Obviously, we've done, you know, done quite a few things. We haven't spent that much time together. For the, for the listeners listen to this podcast, can you just give a, a brief description of sort of, you know, what you've done up to now, what you do, and just yep. to give them an idea of, of who you are? Yeah, so um, obviously my name is Danny Mort. I've got a uh, YouTube channel now, which has um, uh, been quite popular. And I, I kind of started, probably like you guys, I started as a player. Um, so I, I played a lot of golf and then the family came along and, and um, I found that I just didn't want to do the traveling uh, so much anymore. And I'd, I'd done a lot of coaching up to that point, but not to a huge degree. And I, so I started to coach a lot more. And bit by bit, I started to build a following locally um, and then decided to kind of get into, you know, a bit of YouTube and start to f- uh, film a lot of stuff. And unbeknownst to me, people started to kind of like the content and I was, I was really kind of surprised. Um, and it started, to let, it started to kind of go from there. I mean, I, I started to talk about my experiences a lot more. I, I started to put a lot of those in. So I found that my own instruction and my own pitfalls were making golf very complicated. Um, there's, it was just almost overwhelming sometimes on a golf course, you know, you're thinking about too many things, etc. So I, I wanted to kind of um, coach in a way that was simple for people to understand and actually apply out on the course. And, and I, did, I started to create videos just on that really. And uh, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. Brilliant. And it, you know, it just stand out as well. And again, similar to us, we want to make golf easy. Yeah. Golf can be really, really complicated. So you know, the videos that you do are really great. You know, they they break it down in a way that there's something so simple that actually the person who's watching it can go to the golf course or the range and go, great, I'm going to try that right now and see and see how that can benefit. Yeah, I mean, just the simple stuff like you know, one of the, the most popular ones is I, I get people to toss balls out and they've been trying for like months, if not years, to kind of get their hips open or transfer their weight or, or, be, or look more athletic and get, hand, you know, get lag in their golf swing. And you, and you kind of start to relate some of these simple actions to throwing a ball and get them to associate. And I film them doing that. And they do, they do it all you know, without realizing really, really naturally. And once they can see stuff like that, they then start to believe that actually, do you know what? I'm making it too complicated. I actually can do a lot of this stuff without having to think about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they obviously need a bit of guidance still, but um, yeah, it works really well. And yeah. this is where the coaching just comes into it, Pierce, doesn't it? You know, yeah. we, we're here to hopefully just make it a little bit easier and clear the mind of a lot of golfers. I think, you know, for the majority of golfers out there, they're thinking too much, they're thinking the wrong things, which is why we wanted to jump on today and give the, give yeah. the listeners some really practical things that they can take that, that you're seeing a lot really as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you do exceptionally well as well. So congrats on what you do on your YouTube channel. I mean, it is phenomenal, really, the that's success you've had. But it's only built around, obviously, you just doing the good stuff, helping people. And I think that's what we want to do in this podcast as well. So we've actually split it into five different areas. Okay. So we haven't really told you about what we're going to do here. Danny's just <laughs> yeah. sort of rocked. I think it could be anything. <laughs> yeah, it? I was going to it's say. Not <laughs> it's not about golf. It's not about golf at all. No, it is about golf. And, it, and just we want to sort of tap into your experience of you dealing with golfers, speaking to them online, and just get some real simple things about how you've just helped golfers, really. Yeah. So I think, and it can be on anything as well. It can be on technique, it can be on your mindset, your yeah. strategy, however you want to do. Yeah. So the first one, we have to start on the tee, don't we? On the tee and ground. So yeah. the driver. Yep. Yeah. What would you, what are the main things that you look for in the driving that can help people? 
Well, I, could, I think look, we're on a podcast, so it's difficult to kind of talk about you know, some of the main details mm. and techniques. So I think one of the things I would say, let's talk about rhythm, you know, um, and you'll see a lot of people hitting, rushing their downswing from the top. They're really going at the, at the ball and, and it gets the shaft very, very steep and uh, it just makes it very difficult to square the face and generate any club head speed. So I think a really great exercise that somebody could do uh, is uh, help, that would help them transition in the downswing a lot better would be just a simple breathing exercise. I've got a couple actually, one would be breathing. So you take your backswing, you have a nice deep breath through your nose on the way back. Uh, when you get to the top of the backswing, you then exhale on the way down. Now you can imagine if somebody's rushing their downswing, they're like, they, they'll, they'll literally probably pass out on the way down because they won't be able to get their breath out. So breathing in, imagine you're breathing in on the way back and exhaling on the way down. It's a great way of relaxing, but it's also a great way of kind of managing the, um, the rhythm in the swing and the transition. Yeah. Um, the listeners are doing that right now. They go, <laughs> <laughs> breathing in, breathing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah. So it's, and, and obviously with that, you, you start to get some of the mechanics. You're able to, it gives your body time to transfer the weight yeah. onto the lead side. Um, and that's, we know that's a big problem, isn't it? You know, a lot of amateur golfers, they get on their back foot, they hit from the top, uh, they're rushing that downswing. Um, and just as, it's about how do you change some of these mechanics as such in a way that is um, easy for people when they yeah. when they step onto that tee. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want a million thoughts in their head. I like what you said about the breathing there, because if you think about anything on these, almost these pressure shots as well, you know, yeah. we always say that whenever you want to relax or exert force almost as well, you breathe yeah. out. So you think of Bruce Lee yeah. punching somebody, Maria Sharapova hitting you. Absolutely. Now, wouldn't that be interesting, Andy, if actually people started doing that when they were hitting drives? Yeah. <laughs> Sound like Maria Sharapova. Maybe you should try it. I think you should try it. I, like I, I actually like the Bruce Lee one better though. I actually played with a guy, Charlie, Charlie Strudwick. Yeah. He was actually hitting, we played in the match with Chris Crane. Oh yeah. And uh, we, we, we lost heavily, it was terrible. Charlie on his, actually when he was hitting the shot, he was with his drive, he would go, oosh, every time he hit the shot. But he was, he was, I think they were like five up, so he could afford to do it then anyway. But maybe that's a secret. <laughs> that's maybe a that's secret. a secret. But yeah, no, I like that. You said there was something else as well. Sorry. With yeah, yeah. So I mean, and and you know, that's obviously kind of a, a very much a kinesthetic kind of feel. So if, if you yeah. if you feel oriented and that kind of works for you, that's the way your style, then that really works. But you could have like an auditory, auditory cue as well. So um, you know, you could do something where you just you just go one and two, mm-hmm. or a hundred and one is another a good example where you you know you're going one and the top of the back swings down and two. The and is the most important the and part is the most part. Yeah, you'll see people go one and, oh my God, I've already hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, it's just, a, again, it just, it's a way of regulating your timing, your transition, giving your body time to kind of get into the positions that it needs to, to, to strike a ball really, really well. And again, it's simple and it helps, it's, it, people c- can connect with it a lot qu- easier than just a load of complicated uh, mechanics. Yeah, like, I do like that. I do like that. And like, the and part is that transition, isn't it? As yeah. you sort of just blend that backswing and downswing sort of yeah. together. Okay, perfect. Really good tips there. Right, let's move to probably one of the hardest clubs in the bag to use for a lot of people, fairway metals. We get a lot of people ask this question, I'm sure you do. How do I hit the fairway metal well off the deck? What do yeah. I do? People want to do it. And it's, it's you know, they top it quite often. The yeah. strike's always really um, tricky. It is. What would you say that that you know you can share with the listeners that could help them on their fairway metals? So I, the, um, I think two things. Um, make sure that you're using the correct fairy wood for you. I think one of the problems I see with a lot of people is is 
a lot of people assume that they have to have a three wood. Yeah. Um, and we know that um, if you're not generating the right clubhead speed, you can't launch three wood high enough. So you don't launch it high enough. Yeah. And then the the temptation for a lot of golfers then is to try to get that three wood up in the air because they feel like you know I'm not getting it up in the air. What's going on? And a lot of the time, it's you could be striking that three wood really well, but you just have haven't got the power to get it up there. So I would the first thing I do is is, is make sure that you have. Um, the uh, fairy wood that matches your clubhead speed. So if you if you if you're not hitting it very far, you know move down to a five wood, move down to a seven wood, whatever it takes. You won't lose distance. Um, in fact, anything you, you get on launch it, you'll gain the distance. Your seven wood will go further than three wood. It's just it's just science. You know yeah. that's how it works. So instead of having a three wood five wood, you may even look at going five wood seven wood. Yeah, as your two wood combo. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that would be a really good start for anyone is that kind of not kind of uh, uh, doesn't have a lot of swing speed. Um, the uh, next thing I think with the uh, fairy woods is if you're not striking the ball very well, you've probably seen it all the time. They're kind of the guys, the head's down, yeah. they're kind of like their head is dead still, they're not moving whatsoever. They're going, please, please strike this golf ball. Yeah. And they just don't move at all. Their legs are still, their torso is still, their head is rock, you know, rock steady. And all they do is swing with their hands and their arms. And all that creates is this kind of choppy style action that has no club head speed. The club comes down way too steeply on top of the golf ball, leading to those top style shots. So I think, um, and we alluded to a little bit of this, didn't we, in, uh, in our video, we just created yeah. the senior uh, video, yeah. is that I think movement is your friend. So allowing, for instance, that head to move is fine. You know, mm. allowing your head to kind of, you know, take the Jack Nicholas move where your head is tilted a little bit to the, yeah. to the uh, away from the target. It allows neck mobility, which then allows kind of shoulder mobility, which if, and then allows hip mobility. So that helps to create space for you to create the arc necessary to sweep the ball off the deck. I think um, staying still just simply gets this kind of chopping style action mm. and, and we want to create much more of a, a sweep off the deck. Yeah. yeah, I think that people do get focused so much on that. When, they, when, they, when they're in a series of mishits, yeah. they tend to go less and less and less movement because they think less movement is the key. Whereas actually they're going worse, more into the sort of problem instead of actually a solution. So free yourself up. And I love the head thing there because, you know, how many people and lessons that we've all had of coach that come to us and you go, what are you focusing on? Well, I'm just trying to keep my head still or yeah. more down or not move my head and everything. And we just know that leads to a series of a lot more problems. And where does that actually come from? I don't know. You've, I've, had <laughs> don't know. I've had beginner golfers come to me oh, and yeah. they say, and I, say, I said, so have you had any lessons? And they say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've just tried, my, you know, my dad says, or my, my brother says, I've got to keep my head still. I'm like, it's, where does it come from? I don't know. It's, it's been around a long time. Yeah. I think it would have been, it would come from the top. It would have come from people who, perceived that was a good thing to do that and in some funny. instances i think zero zero point one percent it is it, it is actually yeah. might be a good it, idea to do yeah but as you just said it's just not it's just it's a limiter isn't it's it? a limiter it's yeah. a limiter yeah. sure. eye on the ball's fine head down yeah 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 absolutely absolutely okay so, so let's go into irons shall we now if we look up think about irons now think of all the stuff that mark Brody did with strokes gained and you look at it and go well for the pros for the top level players irons is the most important thing that proximity to the hole getting in yep. close is what's going to help them improve their scores. And if we think about it, it's the same for amateurs, isn't it? I yep. mean, you think about if a, if a golfer is saying, oh, I struggle putting from long range and I struggle with chip shots. Well, if you hit the ball closer with your irons, then you're going to be under less strain when it comes to these. So what sort of things are we looking for in the irons? So I think um, with irons, I think it's, it's this inclination. I think if you struggle to get the ball there, when you're trying to, to get the ball up in the air. So I think a lot of time when people are striking their irons, they're often striking the ground behind the golf ball. 
they're often thinning their irons. They're really struggling to kind of um, strike that ball turf contact. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing is that understanding. The understanding that you want to strike the ball, then the ground. So, we, um, and in order to do that, it's kind of trying to get that feeling that your hands are kind of leading the club face through the impact area. And if you've been struggling to get the ball up in the air, again, it's quite counterintuitive, isn't it? Yes. You know, so I just getting, helping somebody initially with the concept of actually striking an iron is, is the way I often start. And, um, and that doesn't mean like, oh, you have to chop down on it. It's just a sense that you're, your, your hands are just leading that kind of club face through the golf ball and I would start initially just there just get them doing some exercises where they feel like they're actually de-lofting their iron mm -hmm. and and they'll often say well I need to get the ball up in the air down here look you see me hitting a on the ground you know so how do they you know getting them around that concept first yeah I often just imagine getting them chipping some balls and, and feeling the contact yeah um, and then we work back from there you know, once they've got that feeling, oh, that's how you strike it. And then we simply, it's like, I feel like, I used to use analogy of like hammering a nail into a piece of wood. You, mm -hmm. you don't start off by smacking it. You start off with a few sighters first, just tap, yeah. tap, and then gradually give it a, a crack. Well, it's the same in golf. Feel how to strike the iron first. Once you've got the concept, even you know, once you've got the strike, then build it up and add, add the power to it. It's, it's interesting you're saying about, and Andy probably is going to do the same thing then as well, that, when golfers are aware that there's a downward hit, they try to hit down. Yes. And it causes so many it issues, does. isn't it? Where they're trying to move everything down into the ground. Yep. And it can really cause a problem. So you've got to yeah. be mindful of that. Yeah, and I think I think it's a great point of, of just starting starting small in terms of, you know, what, what does impact feel like? What does it even look like? Yep. And I think just yep. understanding that the shaft should be leaning forward, the weight should be on the lead side, that, you know, everything's starting yeah. to open up, the body's moving again here. So I think just starting at these small sort of, movements and then building it up is, is such a great way and I think for the listeners to this if they're really struggling with their irons certainly from a ball striking go go and look at what impact looks like yeah and just experiment with seeing if you can recreate that from like you said from a yeah. chip shot there and I think there's so much value in that to feel that and you can do it from small slow shots yeah sometimes it's really hard to do it in sort of adding that into a fast full swing straight away so build it up I think that's a great, yeah, great way to do it and actually focus on the tasks so don't, what I often say to people initially I said don't don't try and hit you know it miles to start with focus simply on the task of and you can put this one you can do some of that foot spray that we've done in the past you know spray it on your face you know and just try and get that on contact on the face not your face yeah, face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to kind of hide it no no Andy he says you never he, know says, on <laughs> he said on your face go on up you go. <laughs> yeah just some kind of and, and make that the task um, where you just kind of kind of scrape the ground you're trying to get the, the ball hitting the right part of the face make that the task first take the feels from that you know you know let your body kind of absorb what that feels like to, to achieve that and then just scale it up just start to add a little bit more power to that and then just start watching the balls fly yeah some good advice there yeah it makes, makes, makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense hi everyone andy here just letting you know about something that we've created just for you me and my golf.com is our membership platform that we believe is the best resource out there to improve your golf and one of the questions that we get asked all the time is what's the difference between youtube and the website and the main difference being is that sometimes people can get lost in content on YouTube and not really having a clear structure or plan of where to go. So we wanted to create something that was was really going to help golfers. We've got over a thousand uh, coaching videos on there but our main thing or main feature on there 
are the coaching plans and we've seen some amazing results from these plans and these are basically carefully designed plans on all areas of the game so you don't have to think or worry about what to do. We tell you exactly what to practice each week and whether you're looking to break a certain score, fix a slice, improve your putting or short game, we have a plan that will suit you. We're even staggered at some of the results that golfers are getting from these as well and we even have a private Facebook group where all of our members go and share experiences and support each other. Real nice place, positive place to be. And we'd love to see you over there and have the chance to help you with your game so make sure you head over to meandmygolf.com and check out your free trial with no obligations to join. Check it out and see if you can find a plan and become a part of this amazing community. Right, short game, let's go into some chipping. We've actually just done a really good chipping video which I'm excited to launch soon. Um, I've got lots of different scenarios and yeah. things there. What would you say would be, from, from the golfers that you've coached, played with, um, spoke to online, what would you say that the biggest mistake that they make, whether it be on the course, whether yeah. it be technique-wise, how, how could they really go and apply something next time they go on the course that could help them? So probably a couple of things. I think the biggest mistake I see people make, and I think it is, you know, I think it was our fault as coaches in the past. I think we were all taught, you know, put the ball back in your stands, get the hands forward, that's how you chip. Um, you know, and all that does is to get that leading edge digging into the ground. And I think you, I see it's that's the biggest fault I see, to be honest with you. And I think I, I, I really feel sorry for him because I actually think it was the, us as the industry teaching yeah. teaching this. Um, well, golf clubs probably would only allow for that at some point in golfing history that you probably the only way you could play it was that. Was yeah, guys, golf clubs evolved. We perhaps didn't evolve our coaching. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So I think you know, getting the right concept, realizing that actually to strike a good chip shot, that you are getting more of a glide through the uh, the ground where the sole plate is actually striking mm. the ground, and and actually realizing that if you do that, the margin of error is really really great. You know, you can actually strike behind the golf ball and it's absolutely fine and that is huge where the handles are head too much and you shaft leaning in you have to strike the ball perfectly but it does two things it de-lofts a club in a short game shot where you're usually trying to you know stop stop a ball with some bit of spin um, and you bring in the leading edge so again the margin of error if you catch slightly behind the golf ball with that you're going to catch it fat so getting that sole plate um gliding and that's what we did in this obviously that yeah. short game video for your channel mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, definitely. I think that's something that we always talk about. And we've seen so much, again, in the past when we would coach, it would be ball back, you know, and, and we've even done it in the past. So, you know, to go out there today and the focus for you on your short game was very much always ground, ground, ground. ground we weren't thinking of golf ball. And I think this is an area that some of the listeners of this are going out there and they're very ball focused, yeah. trying to hit down on the ball and strike that ball. Whereas if they can switch their attention to the ground and how the club interacts with the ground, I think it creates so much um, freedom in the movement yeah. as well because they don't have to be as precise. That margin for error because the club is gliding is. Yeah. I think it's a game. I think it's a game changer for I anybody do. who's listening to this who's not experienced the thought or the switch of going from ball to ground. I think it's massive. W would you? And I wanted to say this and bring this up in the video, but we just obviously you know I have video flow yeah. goes. Sometimes you can't do it, and it's a little bit easier in these podcasts to do this. But when Terry was obviously hitting bad shots. He was duffing shots and thinning shots. Which one was he scared more of, the duff or the thin? And do you see a, a correlation to this with golfers in general? That's a really good question, actually. Um, he, actually, in the video itself, I think he, he it was it was the not knowing. I think the, I think ultimately it was it was not knowing what shot he was actually going to hit. <laughs> yeah, you okay. know, because yeah. it was just this. It was this. He had, he had no idea what that what shot would come out. It could be either. It could be either shot. Yeah, and. 
And that not knowing just made the whole thing ridiculously scary. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was just, it was just, it's a good way of putting it. All the listeners are there going, yeah, I know exactly how it feels. Ridiculously scary. Yeah, so the idea of distance control for him was kind of like, out the window it's like just please strike it get yeah. it on the, just anywhere green. on the green will do for me right now yeah um so yeah i think it once he realized that um he could strike the ground and we obviously did a couple of extra bits uh there as well but once he, he got the concept he did free him up and once i said to him like you, you can hit a centimeter behind the ball two centimeters behind the ball you can strike the ball if you want he was like, you've got more options. And do you know what? That means the margin of error. So you start to relax a little bit mm. into it, realizing that you don't have to be precise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think sometimes it's that precision that people feel that they need that really puts them, it makes it feel like they're on a knife edge. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think that for any of us would be really, really scary. Absolutely. And uh, under, under the cosh in a competition or, or one of you would, is likely to get to us. Yeah. So once you know you've got the freedom, I think it's so much more relaxing. Yeah, it's okay when that ball's sitting up in the semi-rough, but when it's sitting tight on the fairway yeah. and you've got to go over a bumpy, yeah. it becomes a different proposition, yeah. doesn't it? Exactly. Love it, I love it. So let's, uh, let's go into putting. Putting. So, you know, there's uh, obviously a lot of stuff out there on putting. Yep. What's your thoughts on putting? Putting. Uh, so I, I love putting. Um, my favourite part of the game. Um, a part of the game that obviously people don't practice enough. They, you know, I find that a lot. I think, if, you know, um, I think the key thing with putting, if there's one thing I would give someone to take away is... I think we get again bogged down way, way too much in all the details of, you know, you've got to kind of do this with your body. And, you know, I think for me, stillness, so stability first as the ground level. So I like to keep everything nice and still um, with the lower half. Uh, I think if the lower half's nice and stable, um, it allows the upper half to work nice and efficiently. Once I've done that, then it's literally a case of um, getting on with it. You know, I, I think we, we play sometimes this game as we, we play the game of swing as opposed to the game of golf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, putting, you see with the best players in the world, some of the best putters in the world are the most natural putters in the world. Yeah. You know, you see the guys who look good, you know, they've got great, you know, you class as great techniques, but they don't hold anything. Mm. The best putters are the guys that you can see, they just walk up to the putt. You know they're going to make it. There's mm. this sense that they, they've just, they've got this natural way about them. So the way I would say, you know, the listeners, I, the way I would advise this is get some stability in your legs. And then what I do, and this is something that I know uh, Brad Faxon gave uh, McElroy when McElroy was uh, yeah. really, really struggling. Silly as it sounds, grab your three wood and start trying to put with the three wood just for a second. Then grab your driver, do a few putts with your driver, then grab a, a sandwich and put with your sandwich. And the purpose behind all of that was he was really trying to say to, uh, to Rory that, you are a really natural player and I want to help you feel how natural you can be again by just you know, playing the art of putting. So you're on a green and all your aim is to, is to roll that ball into that hole however it feels like you should uh, as opposed to make sure your shoulder's in the right place, make sure your posture's right, make sure your grip's right and all those kind of things. And when McElroy, obviously Rory was doing all these things, it was making him, you could see, really wooden over the ball. So varying the clubs up, making it more natural, really kind of freed him up. And then it was a case of taking that sensation, putting the putter in the hands, walking up to the golf ball, not wasting too much time, and away he went. And look look at what he's doing now, it's it's so much better. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. And I'd say a lot of people as well, for the the guys who come and see us for coaching, they're very, 
their focus is in the the wrong area isn't it their focus they're very internal they're very much thinking about the, either the the putter their arms the whatever it is anything but actually what they've got in front of them yeah. they're not necessarily focused on the the line the weight the pace the feel they're not very outwardly focused and therefore the best putters in the world you know you see them they're, they're so in tune with what they've got in front of them yeah. and when you're focused on all this that's going on with the hands and the putter it's just really hard to be to let that feel and the intuition take over they don't i think the sad thing about it is is I, they don't believe that they're good enough um so they don't believe they feel like they have to have a good grip they feel like they have to have the perfect setup and it's really sad because a lot of things they do have some really really good qualities already without them really realizing it and i like to i like to see people look everyone needs tweaks in their mechanics and we're not saying that we you need to go away from that but i think there's so much emphasis on everything being perfect that it ruins everyone's feel and flow so what i like to see is i like to see people flowing first and getting some more natural ability and that alone can transform their party then what I do is, is once I've seen what I, I like to call it their core swing, I then go, right, we just need to tweak that little area here uh, in, the, in the technique, and that just maybe takes it up another level. But 80% of, the, uh, of their talent and their, and their putting can be improved just by literally focusing on some real simple basics. Yeah. You know? and how about green reading for you? How good are the golfers that you see at green reading? Why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know the answer. Um, so green, obviously green reading, there's, there's a lot out there right now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, you've got aim point, of course, um, where you, you, you're using feel uh, a lot of time to kind of um, learn green reading. I think golfers don't practice it enough, um, yeah. but I think a lot of that, a lot of it is because they're not striking their parts. They don't have distance control. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is, is, is learning, getting golfers to kind of learn some pace control first, learn, get them to strike their, their putts more consistently. And then, then just pick a ball up and start to, with your hands, just start to roll it. Roll it on the greens a little bit and just see what greens do. You know, forget about putting for a second, just roll it on the ground and, and get a sense of what a green does. Have a guess first and see what you think. You know, I've had, I don't know, you guys have had other guys where they've, they've said it's going to, a right to left break and, and you're thinking... <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, you're really? upside down? Yeah, so, so, so again, but if, that, if that's the case and they don't see the break, I might think, oh, maybe they learn slightly differently. Maybe they don't see things as well, so then I'll maybe use things like they do in aim point, so maybe I'll get them to kind of straddle the, the line yeah. of the putt so they can maybe, maybe feel it in their feet. Mm -hmm. You know, do they feel like one foot's higher than the other? So, you know, again, it's just gauging what learning kind of preference maybe someone has over, over the other. Um, and once they get a feel of that, realize, you know, they've got to get used to all these different paces of green. Some, you know, if the green's really fast, it's going to break a lot more and vice versa. Um, but just start by rolling balls. Um, keep it very simple. You know, get a feel for what greens generally do. Play the game or a guessing game while I get them to roll a ball, how much jerk it's going to break. And um, learn it that way. I love that. It will be interesting to, um, I'm just thinking of the listeners, I think you asked the question there, or talking about green reading, how, how good are they? I would love to have all our audience in here and just have a show of hands who's actually working on green reading. Yeah. I would say, uh, like a, a I'm really, pretty, really, pretty sure we can really see the hands percent. from here and there aren't that many. Exactly. And I think, you know, if, if they were to switch their attention from going, well, I'm going to forget about mechanics for a little bit and I'm going to go and work solely on green reading, they would hold more putts, they'd get the pace better, they'd start to actually get more in tune with what's going on if they were to focus and learn about, actually, well, where, did, where should my start line be? What, what are my feet feeling like? What are my eyes saying? And experimenting yeah. with all these things yeah. that are going to enable them to be better putters instead of yeah. 
technique, technique. And there were four of us in the room, and I would say none of us practiced our green reading. You know, yeah. so we were aware on how yeah. to coach it. Absolutely. But we're not necessarily sure? giving it ourselves. Just a natural good putter. Just, just a natural good putter, <laughs> so he's all good. <laughs> well, the thing is, I suppose the difference is with us, though, us on the golf course, when we would play, we would be highly tuned into our green reading. That's yeah. our And practice I think that's as well. our practice, yes, which indeed. is a slightly different because yeah. that's yeah. our learning. Whereas yeah. the, the guys, the general golfer, yeah. they're not as really. I suppose, um, structured and efficient in actually their process yeah, and reading yeah, greens. So they're not getting that education each time. And I think if they were to really just tune into that when they go on the golf course, yeah. not necessarily just in practice, they're gonna learn, they're, well, gonna, they're gonna really figure things yeah. out. Yeah. And I, think, I think the key for me really with that is that it's not really a common thing to practice. No. Whereas yeah. if you've got a slice, what do you do? You go to the driving range, yeah. you have a fitting maybe, but you also go and check, you work on your technique, you video yourself, you're on a launch monitor. If you're struggling with your irons and chipping, you know, you work maybe at your technique first. You don't think, but with putting, when you get to that, you look at a calibration station, but yeah. go and read greens. And that's what the best players do, isn't it? So it's interesting to, that you know, your amateur golfers work on their driving a lot of the time, and then mm. your better players are working on their shot again, they're working on their putting, yeah, yeah, you know? Because yeah. they yeah. know it's one, it's one of the, obviously, probably one of the most important parts of the game. And it's probably the part that they don't need the most. Yeah. You know, the parts that they need the most are the driving, are yep. the irons, and are the putting. Obviously, they need the putting, but they're not really looking at, you know, but they do practice the chipping and the putting yeah. a lot because they know they need it. Good. I think there's some great stuff there. Yeah, right? fantastic. Yeah, really good. Stuff there. It's always good to chat, isn't it? And, it is, and, yeah. and get that. I think some really useful things. Five shots. Can you say five shots on the round from those tips? I think there's some real key content in there that you can all have a think about that I think could make a big difference whether it's on the range or whether it's on yeah, the golf course. Absolutely. And for everyone who's listening or who hasn't heard you, I'd be amazed if they haven't, but if they haven't, where can they find you? So I've got a website, uh, dannymore.com. You can find me over, over there. And obviously, look, just, just type into YouTube. If you want to see some like free content or whatever, just yeah. go, into, go over to YouTube and my uh, social media tra- channels on Instagram and, and Twitter and just type in Danny Moore and you'll, and you'll find all the videos that I've got on there and hopefully they'll help. Yes, definitely. awesome. And I would say the, the videos we've done actually would have probably just gone live. So I think, yeah, they'll definitely be live now by the time this podcast goes yeah. up. So yeah, I'm looking forward to see how well they all receive. And there's a big, great giveaway. There is, but we might have gone already with well, yeah, the giveaway, we'll but we'll it. see. We'll <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this, bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been watching our videos sooner, shouldn't you? <laughs> but no, thank, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Great to see you. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you want to go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to speaking to you next week.